Before, if I would give, I deserve this because um, I'm tired. It, it wouldn't work, you know, because I'm just thinking, it's still for me. Eh? But if I look at it in a loving perspective that because I know my kids are watching me and because I know this will flow to my kids, it, it, it became better. One thing that I learned is it made me as a mom became, I, I became more present in all aspects with my children. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A bright and beautiful hello to you today. Thank you for joining me here on this episode. And I hope you and your family are doing great despite the pandemic, lockdowns, alert levels, quarantines, travel restrictions, online learning. I could go on and on. There is always something going on. But whatever are the circumstances in our lives, at least we have each other. At least we have family to turn to, to be with. Thank God for that. Speaking of which, family always comes first for my husband and I, and I can't imagine a life without them. Who was I before our little labor of love created this family of ours? Even though they do drive me crazy sometimes, even though the house is constantly in a mess with toys everywhere, even though I have to wait for them to go to bed to finally have me time. I know you're nodding your head with me right now. Like this whole work from home thing did drive me a little nuts in the beginning, but now it's such a blessing to be able to take breaks from work and spend some time with the kids in between. It gives me some breathing space and it takes the stress off work. And even when my little munchkins do show up in the middle of my recordings or my IG lives to ask me if they can eat some ice cream, I've gotten to a place where it actually makes me smile. So please, please take the time to appreciate your family by saying your I love yous, giving hugs and kisses to them, especially to your kids if you're a mommy like me. And if you are a mom, a dad, soon-to-be parent, or even a favorite aunt, you totally get me when I say that children are the coolest and cutest human beings that we get a chance to hang with in our lives. 
They are also our biggest teachers and they are incredibly intelligent, sometimes more than we give them credit for. So although we get to guide them, nurture them and love them, they also help shape us into the individuals that we get to be. That road may not always be as smooth as butter, but get there, we do. I've always thought being a mom is the toughest job of all. What do you think? Do you agree? For me, going to work every day is a walk in the park and smelling flowers along the way, while being a stay-at-home mom is all about the smell of poop, spilled milk, food crumbs all over the floor, and the constant noise. But it is also so much more rewarding than work could ever be. I can't believe I'm saying this as a very passionate entrepreneur and a well-being coach, but it's totally true. Which brings me to our guests today. And yes, I'm talking plural. Our guests share with us their journey as parents and proud mamas, Bianca Santiago Reynoso and Katrina Madurazo. Bianca and Kat are hands-on moms, but still dedicated to their own crafts. Let me tell you more. Bianca has made a career out of fashion. She was a former fashion editor for a bunch of magazine titles at ABS CBN Publishing and is currently a freelance stylist and blogger. She's a mommy of two, sharing her passion for things like traveling, fitness, fashion, and family through her social media with quite a following. Kat was a well-known actress back in the late 90s and early 2000s, but left the entertainment industry to focus on her studies. Not a bad choice, I'd say. She made a brief interlude in the hospitality industry for a few years, explored makeup artistry for TV commercials along the way before finding her passion in Bento by Kat, a bento business born from preparing meals for her three lovely kids. Life is all about the choices we make, and Kat is a great example of finding her purpose in what she was doing for her family, for the people she loves. Welcome to Project Loving Myself, ladies, and I'm so glad to have the two of you here together to talk about parenting in a time we have all never seen before. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sanaya. Thanks for having us. Hi, guys. Oh, thanks for being here. Thanks, Kat and Bianca as well. Thank you. I know you guys are so busy with your kids and all these things that you are doing, but you know, we got to make time for ourselves. And so I see this conversation is a little bit time for us, for our me time that is so important for us to kind of, you know, prioritize. So thank you for doing that for you and for me as well. Thank you so much for having us here, Sanaya. Thanks. Now, Let's start, ladies, with this whole craziness, madness that we find ourselves in, right? What has it been like for you to be parenting through the pandemic? Let's start with Uh, you, Bianca. Such a big question for the first question of the day. And you know what? Um, I think it's such a nice way to start it as well, because if there's anything probably that I have, you know, I've been really thinking about this for the longest time since I, you know, it's been we're running on three years, right? We're we're on year three of this lockdown pandemic setup here in the Philippines. And you know, it's it's taking a toll, not just yeah. on us, but also on our kids. So parenting during this time, you know, I I I will never discredit the fact that our parents 
had it worse or probably, you know, the parents of before, all the generations, but they would always say and go through that. I'll say it in Tagalog. Wala yan sa pinagdadaanan namin before. Before, they had eight kids like that. And I would take a look at it. I have two kids and I'm struggling. But now you bring it in this setup where it's the pandemic, where school is based at home, where you're forced to be a parent, a teacher, working in shorts right. or in workout clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really it's um it's chaotic, I think. You know, it's it's I never in my entire life ever thought that it would be this level of upgrade in terms of parenting. I would be the first one to say I'm not really the perfect parent. I'm learning as how we go, you know. My kids are, you know, at a certain age where they're still pretty young. And I would like to see that I'm a young parent also, but Wow, how we are being bombarded right now with these challenges. It's just really, I think, you know, um, it's something that we parents should be proud of as well. Like, you know, if we get through this, we are actually getting through it. It's, it's a really, you know, a pat on the back or even more. It's like a big bear hug to all of us because it's tough, challenging and, I am very, very hopeful that this will be rewarding. We have stories to tell to our grandkids that, you know, during those times, it was tough, but we're together. We were together with your moms. You know, I, I would love to, I would love to share that with our future grandkids when that happens. So very tough, very tough. I'm looking at that right now that, you know, there's so much learnings in it, but yeah, it's a roller coaster, <laughs> really. You know, I, I like the perspective you shared, Bianca, because you mentioned like our parents said we have it easy. Like in their time, it was so much harder. They had more kids. They didn't have like the iPad or TV or like it was a different set of distractions. Right. And so just thinking about that for a second made me realize, well, you're right. We're going to be telling our kids that it was such a different time. It was so crazy. Like we had to deal with all of this and you guys have it easy. But I guess it doesn't really change, yeah. right? It's the same journey. It's the same story. It That's just right. comes in different packages, right? This is our challenge. Exactly. They had their challenge. So I, I kind of like the way you put that because that made me think of it in a, in a very different way. No so thank you for that. Kat, how's it been for you? Right. What's your experience? Same with Bianca and uh, same with uh, all the other moms. It's been pretty tough. Big adjustment in terms of, you know, spending time and the space, of course. You know, you're always breathing each breathing down on each other's necks 24-7, right? <laughs> but then the good thing about it is that you get to constantly watch them. All the milestones, every single achievement, you're there, you get to see it, witness it. And like before, we're in there all in school most of the time. They get home, they're tired, they just want to play. And you only hear stories from the teachers during PTC, you know. But this time, you're there, you, you see it all the time. And they're always just, they'll always run to you because they, they don't have any other choice. <laughs> So if there's any problem, there's any issue, they're just there, mama, yeah. mama, yeah. mama. So the good thing about it is, you know, you get to witness everything. You get to see their daily uh, achievements, daily yeah. challenges. So, yeah, 
That's it. It's interesting because in the beginning, I would keep getting interrupted, right? At this whole work from home sort of setup, right? And um, it really was such a stark contrast to life before the pandemic, which is like, I'd leave the house. I would get my 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 shit done yeah. and then I'd right. come home and I could be a mom, right? But then all of a sudden you're a mom and right. you're their teacher and you're, you know, the go-to person for everything. And I would get a little like irritable when they'd right. keep asking me, like they'd come for things that they don't need to ask me. They just would keep, you know, coming into the room mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm in the middle of like a session. My client is crying and my son pops his head up and he's like, mama, uh, do you know I caught a centipede today? And I'm like, okay, you know, hold on a second, hold that tear. Let me just, you know, let me just switch modes here. So it, it was quite interesting oh in the beginning. And I, I have to admit it was a little irritating and I would keep losing my train of thought yeah. and writing something and then I'm writing the same thing over and over again because I keep getting interrupted and um and so you know how they said the pandemic is where you could learn and grow I mean that's true but it was also having to deal with all these interruptions that made it a little hard to learn and grow too but I've changed so much that now those little interruptions I I understand that's them just seeking to connect with their mother because it's hard for them to be in the next room right. knowing their mom is in the next room yeah. and they're they're not able yeah. to connect. And so I see these little interruptions yeah. as my children just wanting to connect with me and even if it's just a smile or a wave right. or an acknowledgement that's really all they come for. And then they're off, you know, like they lose interest in me, you know, but yeah, if I don't exactly. pay heed, then, then it keeps <laughs> going. Right. They keep asking for the attention, but all they want yep. is that little bit of exactly. connection. And I guess it's really something yeah. I had to, to learn to appreciate and value. Okay. On the other hand, the one thing that still I've had to kind of wrap my head around is this no privacy. Right. So when you're at home, there's no privacy. I mean, my kids follow me to the bathroom at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't know boundaries anymore because I'm just around all the time. Right. And, you know, they the, the, the whole house is just open field for them to come and go wherever they want. And they need that. Right. Because otherwise they're stuck and they're caged and they just kind of want to, like, be free. Okay. And, and so my privacy has yeah. taken a little bit of a nosedive. Um, how do you guys deal with that? Cause I'm sure there's an element of right. that in your life as well. Kathy, you want to go first? For me, how do I deal with that? For me, I just swing it because <laughs> there's no other choice, but then, um, my kids have learned to respect my space. Sometimes, you know, when I like right now we are doing this, I just told my kids, okay, mama will have this. Just give me an hour and I need, don't interrupt me. Don't bother me. Just give me one hour. I'll be with you in an hour. And they have learned to, you know, give me that space. But of course there are times that they would forget or when it's urgent, like they get hurt and I need their attention or they need a hug. Of course I, I really just have to adjust to it. So I just wing it. But do you think <laughs> I always you, just you wing it. it? But how do you handle it emotionally, Kat? Like, was it 
and easy. I'm going to wing it. You know, were the emotions kind of like balanced with that or, you know, did it push a few buttons? Yeah, well, it's been uh, overwhelming, over overwhelming, but I get to manage it when I, I just always do mini breaks. Like I would talk to my friends, vent, and then sometimes, because we have helpers, except for during the Christmas break, they left, but the helpers, <laughs> I, I know always, that stuff. <laughs> Right. I talk to the helpers and tell them, okay, can you please take her? Can you please take him? I need a break. Or when it's over, over to the top, I talk to my husband and say, can you please help me? I can't anymore. Just recently, I went, okay, let me tell you a little story. Uh, the start of the year, we, we got hit by COVID and we all got sick. At first, it was just me and my husband who was negative. We were negative. But then, of course, one parent will have to stay home and take care of them, right? So I made my husband stay at the condo, told him not to come back until we're all well, because some at least one of us can work, right? And is still functioning. And it was just me. So, of course, eventually I got sick, but it was difficult. I had to really, like, you know... I had to deliver all the food to every room. And then, you know, I had to think, and, and I was also sick. So it was very, very difficult. Like I was swaying on the stairs, bringing all the food, the food getting toppled all over because I was, I was dizzy and, you know, all that. And then um, after that, when, I, when we all got well, I really told my husband that I'm so exhausted and I'm so tired. I need to go out. I need to go somewhere. And he said, sure, go ahead, go ahead. So I got to meet two friends. We went to the farm. We went to a farm and we had a mini break. There was a jacuzzi there. We were just there all day <laughs> looking at the at the mountain, you know, <laughs> drinking wine. <laughs> we did that for two full days and I'm fine. I, I'm back, recharged. So these little breaks and my husband was like, uh, why is it too short? Weren't you supposed to have like maybe a five days wow. or longer? And I was, I think I'm fine <laughs> two days. <laughs> but I will have another one soon. <laughs> so like, okay, mini breaks. I can yeah. do it with mini breaks. Yeah. So I, I think there. everyone has that crazy January story of like COVID hitting the house in some way. Yeah. I'm just picking up from what Kat said. It's basically just the same, just winging it at this point. But you know what I realized? Because I don't know if a lot of people would see it online. Our house, most especially the living room, converts into a gym, <laughs> a tutoring area, um, a dance studio for my daughter. Once it became a studio for my voice, for my daughter's voice lesson. So yeah. everything's being done here. And then a few steps, you're in already in the dining. So it's like the... It's where the love is, you know what I mean? But um, when you want your pieces of me time, like what Kat was saying, you know, those little breaks that you deserve within the day, it's quite hard because there have been moments. Um, I, I spin. I actually spin. My, my workout is I do a spin class or I lift weights. I, I do weightlifting. So there have been moments that in between a spin class when I'm sprinting, one kid would come and would be crying because they fought already. I would literally just go, what? Wait, I would go down panting and all. And I was like thinking, if you're in a studio, 
before, diba? before the pandemic, yeah. you had your time. You can concentrate. But this time, um, it's harder. You can't turn off the mom, yeah. the mom role right away. It's not, it's not part of this whole pandemic home situation setup right now. So what I noticed that really helped me because I realized, especially as we entered January, um, that, you know, like what I said, it's year three of the pandemic here in the Philippines. And there has to be changes, not just for the house, because I see that the kids naman are more, more or less adjusted to the ODL. I have to fix myself as well and give time and space for me as well. So what I did, what I did was to talk to my husband and I really sat him down and really asked for certain times that I need my time. And it was hard to the first um the first few times that we tried this, it was quite hard because it would either coincide with the kids' schools, their schedules, or he has a meeting. So there's really, it has to be like, it, it's never a perfect me, mommy me time that you're left alone. So when you ask tonight, when you ask Kat if, you know, it was always easy, it hasn't always been that easy. It wasn't. I would break down. I would break down in the middle of a workout because I can't finish it. And for me, working out because it makes me feel myself, like I'm rewarding myself of something that I worked hard for. And um, it's something that I showed up for, you know. So it's the little pocket of me time and also um, what they call us hugot, right? a mom hugot that if I can do this, if I can lift my weights today, I think I can do the rest of the I can handle the rest of the day or the rest of the afternoon, even if it's, yeah. you know, like a like a playground here at home, you know, it's that. So I I had to ask my husband to sit in the first two two like a first hour of I know two hours, but the first hour of class for my kids. I asked him to sit there and do his meetings beside them just so yeah. I can ride on my bike and attend the morning class. Cause I feel that if I'm whole or if I get that done, I'm good. So that's the one of the adjustments I've done um, during this pandemic. <laughs> year three, I think. Last year, because it was kind of hard. Eh? Like what Sanaya said, parang, it's getting used to it eventually. It, I also saw that, you know, my kids, yeah. we just don't know it. But they're also going through this change. But they don't know how to explain it. So... Like what Sanaya said, they, they cling to us. I think that's very, very normal, very natural for a child to run to their mama bear or their, their dads to, like, to find comfort. And even if they know we're all at home, it's still something that we, we're easily accessible to them. That's why I think it was hard to compartmentalize for us as well. Who's used to like, you know, um, having a separate mom time versus a working mom time so so yeah uh, i had to talk to my husband i had to ask him that you know we have to devote some time for me during the day and i wish he had like what cat did super super deserve that you got to go out after that because i've heard moms tell stories of like how they got hit diba, and how tiring it was i'm gonna break down as well if that happened to me so talagang, i'm happy for you cat that you got to do it and so nice yeah. to kid to really just ask them, what Amazing. Next time, Amazing. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, Bianca, I totally relate, by the way, with a couple of different things you said. So I remember when I'd be working out, right, in, in the space I have, which is like my, my gym area, and my kids would come and make it their play area. So every room was a multi-purpose room. So here I am, you know, sweating it out, like really trying to like put my my energy right. into this workout. And my kids are like jumping. They're like, you know, making banging sounds with the weights. They're like doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I remember doing a plank and one of my kids starts crawling underneath. And of course, my I just fell out of my plank and I was laughing. But it really, you know, it really was like that in the beginning, right. you know, where it was like there, there just was, yeah. like I said, no boundaries, yeah. you know. And then the second... The second thing I totally related um, to was how you had to rope your husband into yeah. it. So it was really like this whole situation. Again, I wanted to share is is something I struggled with, which was having those like, okay, now I'm a mom. Now I'm you know the the podcast host. Now I am my the boss in in the company. Now you know so all those roles they just kind of were swimming together for me. And I remember my husband would come home because he would go to work, right? After that first initial lockdown, he already was able to start going to work, whereas I moved completely into work at home mode, right? And he would come home at the end of the day and um, we would sit down to dinner. But then I'm like, oh, my God, I got to, you know, order the diapers from Lazada. And oh, my God, I need to like do this and do that. And I, my phone would just be around me. I couldn't turn it off because... While I'm working during the day, I have to go and deal with, you know, someone delivering something or the grab guy calling or the grocery delivery. And so the whole day, it's not like you really get any uninterrupted time to do anything. Right. So you're just stealing moments wherever you can. That's how it was like for me. And so he'd come home and for him, it's like, okay, my workday is over. Now it's my dad time and I'm going to spend quality time with the kids. But then he sees me not being able to do that because I'm still grappling with my day. I'm not done yet, right? I'm just like maybe halfway through my list. I still have a whole bunch of other things to take care of before I can like just put my feet up. And so we had to kind of work that out because he'd be kind of annoyed with me. Like, why can't you just, you know, switch off? And I'm like, I can't because I don't have any switch off time during the day, you know? And I, I just, I'm coping. This is how I'm coping. And I had to do some work on myself on that. And I had to say, well, it's always going to be like this because you're right. We're on year three at this point. If I don't figure it out, you know, I'm never going to get that that kind of balance or um, get that time to really just connect with them without any distractions or connect with him. 
And so I had to put a stop to it. And I had to just kind of work with time management better. And I had to kind of sort it out with him. And we really put that word co-parenting to a whole different, we took it to a whole different level. And we learned to rely on each other more. And I had to be like, you need to, not you need to, it was like, babe, can you please? And, you know, he started to kind of also step in a little bit more for me. Um, He's a very hands-off, hands-on parent anyways, but I needed more. I remember when I went, I went through a similar thing, Kat, which is the beginning of the year, everyone in my house got COVID one after another. It was like a four week thing. And interestingly enough, it was all the staff in my house, but none of us. Um, And at one point, I, um, I had two nannies, both with COVID, both isolated. And so it's the nanny of the baby and nanny of the boys and they have online school. So I literally need one person on each child, right? So I had nobody to help at that point, you know, because everyone was down with COVID and no cook. She was down with COVID, nobody. So it was just like me, my husband and the children, right? And a seven month year old baby. So she needs a lot of attention too, right? And I was like, babe, I can't do this. My first phone call to my husband was like, she's positive. She's going into isolation. That was like the second nanny. I'm like, I can't do this. And I was like, can you please stay home from work? And he did. Like he stayed home from work. And he was like, I'm with you for as long as you need me. I'll be with you at home all day. We'll do this. We'll figure it out, you know? And we were just kind of figuring it out. And Monday came. So we made it through the weekend. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday came and he's like, okay. Um, He's like, I'm still here. I'm still staying home. And I was like, you know what? I got this you can go to work, you know? And I think sometimes it's just having them ready to be there for you and giving you that confidence and that level of comfort. And suddenly you're okay. You can hack it. You can handle it. So tell me about your experiences with that. Like Kat, like was the relationship with your husband, did it change because of that pandemic in terms of the roles you were playing, you know, Bianca as well? Like, did you find that this whole co-parenting idea had to change a little bit in your head? Share your thoughts. For me at the time, yeah. um, my husband was in the condo I, I mentioned a while ago, right? He, we, he, I, I isolated him, <laughs> but then he was really ready to come home and get sick as well and help me. He said, I was just waiting for you. Tell me if you can't do it anymore, I'll go home. I'll help you. But then I really was like, I said, no, I stood firm and I said, no, 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 I can do this. I can do this. I just had to, because for me, um, I'd rather that one of us is at least still you know, able to work and function. Yeah. Because if it's yeah. if he's also down, then we're all gonna be it's gonna be yeah, harder. it's like so it's like everyone's drowning at the same time. So there's yeah. no one who can rescue. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. But how about but can't how about like before that? How about the rest of the pandemic? Like did your relationship have to change because of the new dynamics of the pandemic the you know being home all the time the not being able to go out I mean that that change roles for you because I know for me I mean as I said my husband's so present with the kids but it was not enough right it was just not enough because it's like the stakes changed you know the whole (laughs) game changed 
Right, right. I agree. Totally agree with you. I still, I also feel the same. But for me, it has been, I've been used to him being um, always out because he's so busy. So uh, during yeah. the pandemic, it wasn't so, such a big change for me in terms of him being out. It was more of like a change for if him being here. <laughs> <laughs> then he would be he would have his um, mental health breaks too because he rides motorcycles so motorbikes yeah. so he goes that's that's his uh break that's his mini break yeah he gets over overwhelmed to at home because he's not used to being at home because he's always out working 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 so he he's the one who goes out i'm used to being at home with the kids and the kids also just are used to he being here. So our yeah. relationship didn't change so much in terms of that, but more of, uh, I guess, for him. You know, he he really needed to go out and yeah. have his, his mini break. But once he's back from his ride, he's fine. So I guess we all have our own experience and our own challenges with the pandemic, right. which is kind of yeah. interesting. How about you, Bianca? Yeah, um, you know what, tonight's slightly similar to what Kat said. No? My husband, kasi, compared to, I guess, my setup, I'm the one prior to the pandemic who's really more hands-on with the kids. So, you know, since I freelance, I'm the type who has the liberty. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually the driver. I'm the tutor. The I'm, all-around. I'm, I'm, I'm the all-around person. Exactly, of my kids. So... I think, you know, when this whole lockdown happened, he struggled, to be honest, during the first year yeah. of being at home. Because you know, I think the men, the husbands, they're used to being out. They're the they're the ones in the offices. They're the ones in the field, right? So when this happened, I really saw that he struggled a lot. Most especially because he wasn't used to being here at home with the kids <laughs> 24-7, you know. He comes home dinner time and the kids are all like, Showered, <laughs> no more homework, war is over, you know, mom is the stressed one, and he can play with them. You know, it's all fine, you know, the good stuff. Good, you know? And then, okay, exactly. It's all like the lovely time. But then, you know, when the when the lockdown happened, he yeah. saw it. He really saw the whole shebang and he goes, actually, I was really touched when he really said that, you know, I didn't really expect that this was the kind of job you had prior to your job of <laughs> like, you know. Know, going out for events. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he was like, wow, I, 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 I couldn't even imagine this. And I was like, thanks. Huh? My daughter was seven years old. After seven years old, I'm <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah. you get to see it right now thanks to the pandemic I mean there's the silver lining there but he looks at me with like how do you do this how can you manage two kids you know asking so many questions being you know like the 24-7 customer <laughs> service dad that dad why is this this why is the charger not charging why is it being everything 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 like Carlos and I were saying earlier that you know, even the caterpillar or what, yeah. it, it, it has to be answered right away. And he was like, how do you do this, Deba? How How is this happening? And how do you manage to take care of the house, you know, on top of taking care of the kids? And well, yeah, exactly. I think all parents had to go through the culture shock of dealing with ODL yeah. or homeschooling, yeah. right? So he was like, what was he had to talk he had to talk to teacher friends. Teacher friends? <laughs> to, to release <laughs> <laughs> to release the stress of ODL parenting, 
he had to ask for help because he was like, what is this? You know, the first year that I, uh, I think if I can remember correctly, was I would see him facing <laughs> out because I was tired. He was waiting for it. It was what? Recess at 30 a.m. You know, he was like, I'm calling it a day, guys. Parang he was like moving all his meetings in the afternoon already. You know? Yeah, super. As in, it, I think that's when the dads realize oh, that it's yeah. really hard. It's a tough, it's a tougher job totally. to be And, you know, the fact that I think moms have the ability to multitask, I think yeah. they see it now. But I also want to bring it back to, you know, the husbands and the dads that, you know, they're really doing such a good job. Because what I realized in this is all you have to do is ask them yeah. and they will help. All you have to do is tell them. Actually, sometimes it's annoying that we have to tell them. I wish they had this magic in them that they know what to do or they can read their minds, but we just have to tell them and, you know, they're, they're yeah. in our beck and call. I mean, I'm sure there would not, there would not, never hesitate to help you know, the family out, most especially now that we're all grounded yeah. and we're all at home and they get yeah. to see the kids, you know, grow up. So, yeah, all you have to do is ask. And I think that's where the magic happens. I mean, in that sense of like co-parenting, a teamwork and building relationships with their kids. Because, you know, I think it's the dads who get to not experience the day-to-day -day yeah. with their kids as they grow up. Now he sees them and he's like, wow. We saw it's big blowing. <laughs> they yeah. see the little things now, you know, not like when they get home after work or when you spend time during the weekends. It's it's different. Now because you see the you see every detail. You see the realness and authenticity of being at home. And I think that's one of the good things that I really, I really, really I'm thankful for, despite of everything that's happened yeah, during this pandemic. I totally agree. Really. I have to share something though. Um my husband, by the way, was like, I will do anything except this online distance learning bit he just was like shut down because he has like trauma from like being in school like he runs away from those things so he was like that is just one thing i cannot do he's like i will do everything else but you handle this whole oh, online yeah, right. you know, he just he couldn't. And we totally he, he couldn't. Like he couldn't sit there, you know what I mean? And like he was like like he'd look at the computer with like all the links and everything and he's just like panic mode, you know what I mean? So I was like, "Okay, babe, I I'll handle this, you know. I can I can help you with this." Um, but I also, you know, I also want to be kind of like a human highlighter and there was a point you made, Bianca, I want to highlight that, which is ask for help. I think sometimes um women Okay, and I'm speaking, you know, as being in that place myself in the past is, you know, women want to do everything, right? They want to kind of like prove they can handle everything. And there's that kind of like, oh, the husband's the breadwinner or he's doing everything. He's working for us. And so I need to do everything else. Like I need to handle it. Right. And I think we sometimes forget to just ask for help, mm -hmm. you know, and allow ourselves to be a little bit like maybe weak is the wrong word, but that I need that help, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think we do it because we don't want it. We don't do it because we don't want to seem weak, but having that ability to voice out and express that you need that help, I think makes such a world of a difference and making life so much easier for all of us. Cause it's already a hard job. Like we've established it is more difficult than anything else i would say <laughs> that a person could go out and work and do you know so yeah yeah 
Now, tell me, how was it to see your children cope with the pandemic? Whether it's, you know, not being able to play with their friends, you know, not being able to go to school and learn the way we learned, not being able to have a relationship with their teacher. Um, just, I, I don't know about you guys, my, my kids, like I, they were like these sweetest angels with each other. Like my, my two boys, a year and a half apart, were like best friends. Like they would do everything together. They play with each other, everything up until the pandemic. Somehow during the pandemic, living with each other all the time, having no break, you know, not being able to go to school or meet their own friends has made them like, I don't know, they take sides. They like fight. They never used to fight. Yeah. My kids never fought. And I remember thinking, I'm one of those blessed parents. I didn't think it, it existed. <laughs> but having kids who like didn't fight, they would like, they just loved each other and wanted to be with each other. But now they fight. They like really fight and they complain about each other and they whine about sharing. And these were things I did not experience before the pandemic. So what did you experience with your own children? And how has that be been, you know, dealing with all of those changes? So Bianca, let's start with you. Well, for well, my kids, you know, I'm very lucky, Sanaya, that they're still in the I love my brother, I love my sister face. So You're so lucky. Yes, they do fight. They're You're so lucky. I know. Well, that's number. But I'm still just on the edge. I'm on the surface of it. But so far... During the pandemic, I've I've really seen them grow, you know, like what Kat said, it's really nice that, you know, we get to see them grow. And, you know, I've been praying for this, you know, this is the part of motherhood that I've always wanted. Um, to be this hands-on, not <laughs> this super hands-on that we're teaching them but but looking and watching them grow, you know, the flowers, you know, blooming. I'm talking about that, that. But not the not the nitty-gritty. It's OGL like on type, Instagram, but, right? Anyway. You have the, you know, what it looks like and what it really is. Or like, you know, the Instagram photo, but like exactly. the behind, you know, what it what really looks like before that photo was taken. Yeah. <laughs> if only we can take that out, right? But well, here we are with the real the reality TV version of it, you know, seeing yeah. everything of it. So yeah, my kids, they love each other. They they fight every day, every second, I think, but they find a way. They they find a way to get back into, you know, their hanging out stage. They're two years apart. And I feel that they're really growing up like best friends. But if there's anything that I've noticed with them during the pandemic is that um I feel that they've gotten scared more of going out. You know, like the whole situation that the I think I don't know, I, I don't wanna name names, but even I guess how you know this is the country's being ha has handled the setup of having the kids stay home for this long. I think it's taking a toll on them as well because you know we've had like we're lucky that we've gone out to do, you know beach trips and all, but sometimes it's hard to bring them out because they have the fear of going near people already you know it's the social skills of my kids that i'm very worried about at this point i think it's just really breaking the ice you know but now they're scared that because mom i have to wear a mask mom i have to be socially distant i can't even believe my son is six years old and he talks to me like mom we have to practice social distancing i mean should we be talking about basketballs kicking you know um, any 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 toy talk now but now they're they're so aware with the face masks and you know um 
going out and being safe, mom, come home right away. You know, I have this, I have that, they have this clingy space. That's why I barely get to go out because I'm just 30 minutes out the door. And, you know, they're worse than my dad when I was young. They would call me every 10 seconds. Where are you, mom? Come home, mom. So it's, I think it's, it's, it happened this way. And that's just my fear, like with my kids, how, you know, how to untangle this situation of feeling scared once we open up again, you know, they start going back to school, they start, you know, like we start going out in public without the fear. Parent, that's another layer of parenting that we have to figure out as well. Because I see, I see that my son, most especially my son, kind of freaks out, you know, when we're out. He's like, Mom, I want to stay home. He'll go out, he'll go out for like, He'll realize that we're in a place and then that's enough for him. He doesn't want to go to his head. <laughs> He's like peeking. <laughs> He's like, um, just one step at a time, mom, like that. And after that, he cries because he gets scared. He gets scared that it's yeah. very uncertain just to be out. And he's just happy to be home right now, which is like, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I I I'll take it to still win because maybe when they're teenagers and they want to keep hanging out, I'm gonna make them remind. <laughs> Remember the time you just wanted to be home? Stay home with mom. Stop going gimmick now, guys. No, but but yeah, it's I think it's that they're very happy to be home. But it's just I'm just looking forward, thinking long in that sense that I'm scared how they'll handle the you know yeah. going back again, going back out, and you know dealing with. The new normal, normal. You know, there's so many layers of new normal, new normals with that. But yeah, that's that's the the pandemic effect. I think on my yeah. kids at this moment. But yeah, they're happy together. Sanaya, we're I'm happy to not be in the level <laughs> of fighting. Everything. Seriously, and two boys, so it's like <laughs> you can just imagine. But you know what has been one of the most heartbreaking um, things that they've said to me is like. Mama, when is the virus going to end? Yeah. You know, that that yes, really just exactly. breaks my heart because I don't have an answer for them. And the second thing is what really disturbs me when I look at, you know, what's happened is what disturbs me is that my children are actually so comfortable in face masks. Like they forget to take it off or mm-hmm. they'll get in the car and they'll put their face mask on even before we get to a destination, they'll come home and their face mask's still on. And that to me is like, wow, they've, it's become so normal to wear a face mask. Yeah. They're not going to know what it feels like to walk around without one. Right. Right. And that's exactly. how crazy things are. Right. Right. Yeah. So actually, that's another thing, no? like, how do we, that's what I'm saying, another level of parenting and how to, explain to the kids that it's going to be okay. Well, as parents, we don't know if it's going to be yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Parang we can't give them the answers at this point. We also we're don't actually know, yeah. just winging it. We're waiting for things to happen. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's also hard to assure them because we're not we're not sure. No? So I think what's good lang is they find solace that our, yeah. we're home. We're with yeah. them. And we're, they're happy yeah. to see us. And I think that's enough. So, yeah, it's baby steps, I guess, from here on, Taliga, and making sure us as parents that we're equipped. That's why the self love, the self, the self care is very important. Because if we're not good, then our little right. one's gonna be right. So, yeah. yeah, you know, for us, it's also the same. The kids are um, 
also scared of going out. But then they're also excited to go out. Sometimes they would beg to go out. But the little one, my five-year-old, would ask, when can I go to the playground at least, you know, to the village playground? Um, there was a time... There was a time when the kids were allowed to go out, right? Before Alert 3. So my son and my eldest, who's 13, went to um, the daughter, my, my our neighbor's birthday party. It was just very small, you know, like six or eight kids. And then my son didn't even eat. He didn't take off his mask because he's scared. And I was like, after that, he felt so bad. He wanted to, he asked for pizza because he said he wasn't able to eat pizza at the party. And I was like, why didn't you eat pizza? Because I'm scared to take off my mask. Okay. So then I ordered pizza and then I told him that, you know, next time when you are outside, then you just take off the mask, eat pizza facing the wall or something. <laughs> it's so hard to, 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 to um, tell them when is it okay? When is it safe? When is it not safe? Like right now we're we're in the middle of um moving. I mean not yet, because we're moving to the province, Anaya. So Bianca knows. Wow. So yeah. So probably oh, no. maybe around April or May. So we're in the middle of like every month we have to go see the construction, me and my husband, or at least him. And then this time it's gonna be just well, this February it's my eldest daughter will go with my husband because he wants to see the house before it's fully made. So I don't know what it's going to be like. But at the same, you know, it's the same as what Bianca said. It's really, you don't really know how it's going to be. The transition, I think the only thing that we need to, you know, um, we need to support them in terms of like transitioning later on, like yeah. how, how to make them feel that they're still safe and that it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's just so, exactly. it's just something that yeah. we're all just groping our way around. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost, you know, I, I, I shudder to think the kinds of mental health problems yes, exactly. these kids are going to manifest or end up growing up with. Yeah. Um, we just don't know yet, you know, and I guess the best we can do as, as parents is, the best we can do as parents is be there for them. And I guess you're right. You know, the, the silver lining is we're at home a lot more than we've ever been. And perhaps that in itself is the biggest support um, that we can give them is that, you know, we are present and we're there to kind of help them with their fears. Cause you know, we have fears going back. They're going to have fears going back. I mean, yeah, yeah there's, there is going to be stuff to deal with. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, children are resilient, right? We always say that children are resilient. They'll kind of yeah. figure it out too. They're stronger than we think. <laughs> they are. We like for me, I realize I get my strength because of them and from them. You know, it's it's when I when during those times that I feel so sad, I feel I actually go to them. I, I ask for hugs and I don't know, Zanaya, I think you can also say this, you know, the power of energy. When you get that hug, it just gives yeah. you, it energizes you and brings you back to, okay, I feel great now. I'm ready. You know, it's, and when you see <clears> them, it's like, okay, it's when, if they're okay, yeah. I think we're all okay as parents. So that's one good thing that we can get out of this. And another thing, you know, I realized because of the pandemic, my kids love when, you know, opportunities to go out, they tend 
they tend to pay for the outdoors more, which I truly love. So when I say outdoors, it's not malls. <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not our usual. It's not the usual pasal pasal in the malls. Now it's like, mom, like what Kat said, I want to go to the playground, yeah. go to the park. I'm never a hiker. My husband brought this inner hiker in me last year. So we've had like, we've been to two treks last year and I'm like, I don't even know myself anymore, guys. I've changed because, you know, the outdoors, craving for it right now is really just, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, I think it re- it's really the things we need. And I love that our kids appreciate it now. Because I think, lalo na our generation, we at least I think when the, we were younger, the we yeah. got to play outside. But the kids, maybe growing up, they 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 didn't feel that. Right? Mall rats. Playing outside mall rats. or being. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm happy that they're connecting with the outdoors yeah. now in that sense and not looking for the nearest yeah. toy store. You know, because yeah. before, that's the normal yeah. thing. That's a normal weekend. Yeah. Um, so now it's like, Mom, when are we going to that next forest wow, trail? Yeah. Like, that's wow. nice, Bianca. It's amazing. I know. It's, exactly. So it's, it's something that's also what I really want to see in spite of like, you know, worrying that my kids are scared of this whole such situation, you know, and like asking uh, like how or how will this end? When will this end? I think they actually gave yeah. up on asking when will this will end. And yeah. They know it's, it's just like, it, it's here, it's here to stay. So it's just a matter of like, also for them to how to survive with this. Yeah. You know, that, that, so, that's yeah. the reason why we're moving to the province because at the yeah. beginning of the pandemic, we moved to Baler. We were there for nine months and that made us realize that it's better to be closer to nature. It's mm-hmm. not that, well, I also sort of realized that I'm a city girl, but then I realized the good thing, the good thing about being there, out there, you know, you can walk around the beach and there are people and then when there's a fisherman, we would go walk. Uh, I mean, we would step back close to the resort. <laughs> but then, you know, but then but then the feeling of being closer to nature, the feeling of being out there connected to nature is just so, I don't know, it makes you feel so good. So, so now we're moving permanently. <laughs> you know, I'm a totally a city girl too, Kat. But that whole city life has lost its allure because, you know, we've lived at home without going out for for months, you know, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. our home has become the refuge, you know, this is the safest place we can be. And my husband and I also talk about that a lot. Like, you know, we just want to be out, you know, by the beach, by the water. Like for us now, that's that's the um, experience we keep looking for. You know, gone are those, oh, I want to go to a mall. I want to be in the air conditioning. Like you just don't want to anymore, you know. (laughs) Right. And and I think that's true for a lot of people, not just our kids, but as adults too. I think we feel like we just we just need to breathe. You know, right. when you take a breath. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Nice yeah. Especially now, you know, the irony of it all, we're all in face masks, right? And for me, that's my thing. Um, that's what I wanted to manifest this year at the Legacy. For me, not just me, but my family to be able yeah. to breathe. You know, if we can find places like that where you feel like, that you're safe. And I think that's where it should be right now. Like I agree with you, Sonaya, the 
I'm also a city girl. I'm actually a fashion girl. I need to be in the malls. Yeah, I need to are. be in the stores. You know? The transfer to scan. Not even buy, but maybe buy, but I need to scan the stores. But now, you know, this made me realize that it's all it's all material and I can change and you know what I value right now is really um for my family yeah. to be able to breathe, you know, from this yeah. from all of this, you know. And you know, seeing other countries have been able to move on and us still here. It kinda it kinda makes me as a mom, like what you said, Sanaya, the the urge to do everything or to manage for a family. It makes me want to find ways talaga, on how I can better the situation yeah. for my family. Because yeah, it's all about surviving. It's all about, you know, going down to the basics and realizing what, what's important for you and your family. And I think I like that. I, I like that it's really about breathing. So Kat, I'm really happy for you, Talaga. Kat is one of my <laughs> pandemic inspirations. Like how they realized that this is this is this is what their family yeah. needs. So yeah, it's you know, I think that's that's what's good right now, Talaga. It's it's anchoring what's important. And I feel it's really the family, it's yeah. our loved ones. Okay, so I want to circle back actually to something we were talking about a little earlier, like energy. And, you know, Bianca, you were talking about how, you know, you go to your kids to ask for a hug. And I do the same thing. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, boys, you know, mommy mm. needs a hug. And I just, you know, I cuddle with them and I feel so good. And um, and I do that with my my little baby as well. And I kind of, I did this experiment actually, which I wanted to share with you guys. So I was working out one morning and I was really sluggish and tired. And, you know, uh, my trainer was on, um, you know, on WhatsApp with me. And I just like, she could see, I just wasn't energetic that morning. And um, the nanny came with, with my baby and um, brought her into the room and I perked up and I was like, oh, and I was like hugging her and I just took like a one, two minute break. And then I ended up giving her a big hug before she went to take her nap. And I went back to my workout. And the craziest thing was it was only like a two minute break. All I did was like hug my daughter, do a bit of cooing and so on. But all of a sudden, I was like so energized. I was like pumping it. I was like, you know, holding that plank. I was doing those push-ups, and like, I had all this energy. And I remember thinking at that point is like just being around children. I know they can exhaust us, but they can also completely replenish us. And my husband yeah. would say that too, all the time. Like he would come home from the end of his day and it's like a long, tiring day. And before we had kids, he would just sit on the couch for like 30 minutes and he had to watch basketball. He wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't talk to anybody. He just needed to sit on the couch and watch basketball. And then I knew like, you know, 45 minutes later, an hour, maybe he's just back to being himself. But once we had kids, he would just need to come home and play with the kids and like soak up that energy. So I think that's also something like being a mom is not just rewarding in terms of, you know, how fulfilled we feel, but also we get from them the energy to do all the stuff we we do, right? Like to to be a mom, I think we get a lot of that energy from the kids as well. And it's their love and it's just how pure they are, how loving they are, how unconditional they are. And I think it really gives us that um, that energy. So try it at home. If you're having like a really slow workout day, you just go to your kid, get a hug. And I think you'd be like ready to like rock and roll. Totally. Right. 
It's better than yeah. healthy for sure. <laughs> Healthier than, than, you know, too much coffee. But yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. How do you stay sane being a mom? So what do you do for your mental health? Hmm. You what first? Do do? Uh, me? Okay. Well, for me, I, uh, <laughs> I recharge by working out. But most, you know, I, I also do arts and crafts. I create food art. I cook some. I something new. Online shopping is a therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Retail I, therapy. Yeah. Uh, music. I do a lot of music. I play my guitar or my uke. I jam with so, my dad. So, Kat, it's a lot of like music, art, creativity. You really use kind of that side, your your passion for all these yeah. things. Yes. To keep you grounded. Yes. And whenever I get to, uh, when life catches up on me and I can't do those things, I get really exhausted and I'm off sync. But when I get to do those things, arts and crafts, everything, the arts, I get recharged. And then I also notice that I get recharged when I get to talk to my friends and I get to like just vent everything away. <laughs> You know, and then um, what else? Arts and crafts. And well, recently it was my birthday and my my high school best friend gave, gifted me with a really nice sewing machine that can also embroider. So she was like, you know, Kat, the cost of that is nothing compared to your sanity. So make use of your creativity and make more. <laughs> wow. That's, so, that's a friend yeah. who really knows you. Oh, Yes. It's a keeper. <laughs> so yeah, those huh. are those are the things that I I you know I um that's how I keep sane. And how about you, Bianca? What are your go-to keep me sane things to do? Right. Um, for me at this at this point, my non-negotiable is really working out, and um, I notice you know the importance of moving, most especially when we're here at home. It's a uh, like um. I love our space. I love my home. But sometimes it gets, you know, and like what we've been talking about since we started, it gets it gets crowded, you know. And I feel that when I work out, I just realize the best hack is to put on your put on your <laughs> AirPods, and you forget that you're you're still in the same space with your kids. Just put the volume up a little bit, you know, those noise canceling mm-hmm. features of your AirPods. That's the best. I think they made it for moms, <laughs> to be honest. And um, yeah, and um, I'm I'm actually back to meditating. Also, um, I I realized that you know it doesn't have to be a ten minute breath work or meditation session. Um, I'm taking it because I started meditating during the start of the pandemic. You know, it, it took a while. I I really wanted to learn how to do it, but you know, I realized that because pre pandemic life, we never stop. You know, we just kept on going, going, going. It never happened until I found myself here at home. Sometimes a lot of time, you know, we had too much time. I realized that I wanted to utilize it and find my way into my breath. Because um, I realized when I'm stressed, you know, that's when everything just tightens, you know. And um, yes, I, I, I acknowledge the power of just sitting still be it five minutes or sometimes a minute would do of just chilling out and 
closing everything and just staying in the breath. And I love that. And I usually end it or start it with the prayer because I feel more focused and more ready to go back, you know, with what's happening. Like I said, you know, it's really hard. You can't like just go out and go to the mall right now, even if I want to start buying. But I've learned like that. I've learned the power of parting. <laughs> it's like my one of my happy pills at night. Sometimes in the morning, I wake, I wake up and I take a look at my card and wait, I don't believe I added this, you know? Same. I'm like, oh. so, that's what I have to check. I have to check it all the time. Oh, it catches up in the morning. Oh, I bought that. <laughs> <laughs> or it shows up like it shows up and you're like wow I bought that yes, yeah. I think we have a we have a um a, uh, we have a system here my oh, helper yeah. and I to make sure she tells me first if there's a package to check what it is because we'll never know if my husband checks what's coming in or out so yeah that's that's one thing that's a happy pill for yeah. me as well i may not have i may have changed already like i said earlier that i don't crave for the mall setup or like just walking there but I think it's because of that. We have our online we, shopping still in place. We so all that's have our like little guilty pleasures and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> but okay, so Bianca, speak, speaking of meditation, right? Both of you, Kat and Bianca, both of you have had experience with Theta Healing and have used Theta Healing to deal with different things in your life. So tell me... Right. A little bit about your um, experience and how that helped you as a mom and as a woman. So let's go ahead. I'm going to go to Kat for this one first. Gosh, I've worked on so many issues. A lot of it will always go back down to my abandonment issues because I grew up. I grew up with them always being not physically around. Um, one thing that I learned is. It made me as a mom became, I, I became, how do I say this? I more, I'm more present in all yeah. aspects with my children. Um, yeah. I'm that's actually motivation. overmothering. <laughs> I'm no, overmothering. The compensating part is overmothering, but I also learned from yeah. that. But then in Theta Healing, you know, I... Uh, it really has helped me become a better mom because uh, I was able to watch or at least um, I'm more aware of the things that what I can be better at or the, the areas that I lack. So, yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Amazing. Um it's interesting because it's often what we didn't get in our childhood that we end up, you know, correcting in our adulthood. So if you didn't have parents around so much, then you will over parent, over mother, mm -hmm. um, which is not a bad thing. It's not a yeah. bad thing. It's just, it's just important to understand that that's where it might be coming from. And if we had parents that were just 
too, you know, too over, over like micromanaging us or, you know, too disciplined, too like, you know, in our, in our space, then you end up being the type of parent who's really like easygoing, no rules, do what you want. So it's interesting, I think. And that's what I love about, you know, when we get into self development or self-improvement, self-discovery. It's it's really about understanding why we do what we do. Why do we behave this way? And are we okay with that? Because if we're okay with that, then there's nothing to change, but at least we know. And if we're not okay, we also have the power to shift that, to change it so that we can feel a little bit, you know, happier with the way we have chosen to live our life. Right. Um, over to you, Bianca. How's your, how was your experience? Right. For me, um, well, just like Kat, no, I'm, I grew up, I'm the eldest in the family. So naturally, I think um, I am the doer or I'm the manager in the house. You know, I'm like the little mom ever since I was young. And I realized now when I became a mom, um, it was so hard for me to do you know, I, I keep talking about self-love before. I keep reading about it. I keep researching about it. And I keep giving it. You know, I'm a giver. I, I make sure my family is okay. I make sure the kids are okay. I was a type A mom who re- really just made sure that my kids would not fall off from the bed when they were young. You know, I, I made sure. I, I was that I was that um mom who would be always ready and available for them. And um, it took a toll, I think. And it was so funny and ironic because it happened during motherhood when I realized that I was drying. I was running myself dry. I I was putting myself too much in the back that when I needed, to, you know, when I needed some place of happy or when I needed to cheer myself up, I couldn't get it. And I wanted to find out why. I wanted to find out what's happening and why why I've been closing myself on, you know, feeling why would I always get that mom guilt whenever I would choose to, you know, say, take a break, you know, watch Netflix and binge. Because, you know, I mean, even that I would feel guilty already about. And, um, you know, meetings and I, uh, you know, this whole thing that it made me realize why. It made me realize what's blocking me from actually loving myself more. And um, it actually helped me. And it even helped me connect with my daughter also even more because um, it's, I think, when I was able to be more aware of my needs and um, I was more kinder to myself and made me feel that I deserve this too. And why I would tend to work on making sure everything is better for others except me. It gave me a better perspective on how to manage myself, which I also saw that my my daughter can actually exemplify or pick up as early or as young as that. So, yeah, it really did. um, It was those sessions were much needed because no one could tell me that I needed to do that for myself. And um, it was so nice because it was really self-discovery. It was, yes, with the help of Sanaya and all, but it was because something and you wanted to say something and you were already connecting with that. And it's once you get through that stage, it's like, wow, it's not even milestones. It's not, it's, it's, it's like fireworks. Like you're piecing the puzzle for you. Because I think this is really 
very important, especially for us moms. You know, if we want to mother well, not necessarily be the perfect moms, but if we want to be the moms that our kids need, that our families need, I think we have to work on ourselves. And this is one of the best, if I may say so, um, practices or like things that you can gift yourself to. So yeah. investment. Um, you know, Bianca, you you talked about how you see it in your daughter. And that's such an important point that, mm-hmm. you know, how we are as mothers mm-hmm. is really the standard that our, our kids, you know, carry into their own lives. Yeah. Like what we did becomes the template for them. That's where they start from. And yes, you know, they will learn different things right. and make their own choices. But ultimately, we are their reference point for every single thing in their life. And that's um, that's such a big responsibility, right? But you also said something else. You said that for us to be the best moms we can be for our children, we have to work on ourselves. And that's actually, you know, the quote that I picked for this episode, which is sometimes like the best reason to work on yourself, to be, you know, the best you can be is for your children, because they need that, you know, they deserve that. They deserve having you show up for them in your best way possible. Right. I think that's such a, I actually, yeah, if I, if I may just share, I actually stopped um, thinking that I don't deserve it when I actually thought of that, that, you know, my motivation for the self-love is for my kids. Because before, if I would give, I deserve this because um, I'm tired. It, it wouldn't work, you know, because I'm just thinking, that's still for me. Eh? But if I look at it in a loving perspective that because I know my kids are watching me and because I know this will flow to my kids, it it, it became better. I, I was able to actually love myself yeah. better and understand that why we need to take these breaks, you know, why we need to focus on on ourselves and why we need to invest in ourselves as well. Absolutely. This is actually such a beautiful point at which we end today's episode is that realization, recognition, and and highlighting how important it is to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of the people that we love. So before we go, I um, would like to ask the two of you, Kat and Bianca, for your project, Loving Myself, mantra or message that you'd like to share with our listeners okay anything that gets you through your day anything you want to leave our you know our listeners with um and also please do share how people can follow you and get in touch with you okay i'll, I'll go first because i'm sure kat will oh. give wonderful <laughs> a better one <laughs> i want kat to end it <laughs> no but yeah um i think for me my mantra right now is to actually just Stay present and um, take it a day at a time. So for me, my mantra is to stay present, stay in the now, because I think if you're in the now, you have power more than anything. You forget the past, you forget thinking of the future, and you take advantage and invest on on working on yourself right now. So that's what I really, really want, most especially for moms, the overwhelmed moms to to take in consideration also. It's one step at a time and stay in the moment because I think that's where all the beautiful moments also with our kids happen if we're very, very aware of what's happening right now there. So yeah, thanks again, Sanaya, for having me, Kat. Super, super nice to see and hang with you again. (laughs) Hope to see you before you leave. 
And yeah, um, where to check me out? Well, I'm on Instagram. It's Bianca S. Santiago. So I hope to connect with you guys there. And yes, Sanaya, again, thank you so much for having us here. Me, um, something that I learned in this personal journey of motherhood is to never forget myself. So my mantra would be always remember to love me. Always remember. Remember, love me. Remember to love me. I guess that's it. Yeah. Remember to love me. Because I always need to remember to remind myself that too. So you can find me on Instagram. I am Bento by Cat there. And thank you, Sanaya, for having us. Me and Bianca. Bianca, I want to see you before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh yes, yes, you also Sanaya. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, guys, it was uh, such such a beautiful conversation with the two of you. Um, I got to know both of you, Bianca and Kat, through Seda Healing, and since then I have followed your individual journeys. And you know, I watch you, you guys, both on Instagram. I see what you're doing, and it always brings such a smile on my face when I see you guys like on my phone because I'm like, oh wow, look at them, look at them, look at how well they are doing, look at how happy they look, and you know, I just it feels so nice to see people that I'm connected to, maybe I don't see you guys all the time, but just knowing that you're doing well, you're hanging in there, you know, you're doing the best because it shows, it shows, you know, through everything that you share on social media. And it just really feels so nice to know that we're all in this together, that we can come back together and we can connect and we can share our stories. We can share our journeys and we can learn from each other. So thank you so much for giving me your time today, giving me your more than an hour it's been. Um, and, uh, you know, also highlighting all these things that are important for me to remember. So thank you guys. Much thank love. Thank you. Thank you. And see you soon. Good Thanks, luck with guys. both your journeys yes, ahead. What a feel-good conversation we had today. I loved it. And I love this whole mom supporting moms, showing solidarity energy that we got going. I'm sure you could relate to a lot of things that Bianca and Kat were saying. Tell me what you connected with the most. Please subscribe and share your comments on at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnable. And a five-star review would really make my day. Now I gift you with this reminder being a parent is the best reason you'll ever have to take care of yourself. So if it isn't only for you, at least do it for the children. Do it for your families. Do it for the people you love. Keep saying this mantra to yourself. I am loved until you believe it. Thank you for joining me this week on Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.